Welcome to the Weekly View with Sean Shrock. I am Sean Kena Torres in here. Of course, I am joined along with. And it's your boy Sirock the Mike. I, you know, I had a quick question, Sean. I, I, you know, I'm thinking about changing my name again to something. I, oh, for that thousandth and, and, and tenth time, man. I mean, really? Because I'm, I'm You know Instagram. how I many people don't know who you are because they're Sirock. Oh, is the Sirock liquor? Oh, no, it's a rock how? No, it's a rock yeah. Mike. No, it's a rock this guy. It's, it's good. Oh, wait. It's a rock. Mm. I, I'm just gonna go by like Tron or something like that. Something just simple, <laughs> less than five letters, Tron, you know. Tron. But uh, so, so this week gonna be Tron, and next week gonna be Sirac Tron, and yeah. then Tron Sirac. Every week something different. Every week something different, you know. In case somebody looking for me. But today, yeah, but with that being said, we're joined with uh, going going and introduce one our of guests. my good buddies. I mean, way back by the, by the way, repping the Blue Michigan. Way well, let's see, it's 2020, so I got graduated. Oh seven, so 13 minus another four would be 2012. So we'll just say 17 years. You know, me and his dude go back. My boy Norman Young, oh, straight out of ass. Grand Rapids, Michigan. That's hey. GR, that's not Detroit. That's Grand Rapids, Michigan. Everybody see in Michigan. Hey, are you from Detroit? Nah, I ain't from Detroit. <laughs> you from Grand Rapids, the other city on the other side you ain't ever heard of, but we still doing hey. things. How you doing, Norman? I'm doing good, man. Doing good, man. Good to see everybody. Good to see you, brother. God. High school classmates. Yeah, man. Time's fly. Hairline's going back. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, damn. Uh, welcome, to, welcome, welcome to the show, man. We appreciate you coming on. Uh, we really you know, appreciate it. We, you know we, heard a, uh, we heard a little bit of your podcast. and uh, I liked it. And, and uh, yeah, we definitely liked, liked liked it, especially like the whole little spanking thing. Had my own little toss in on there, my own little my little experiences but other than that i yeah. mean I, it was a good podcast man thanks for coming on the show yeah hey, man. i'm a fan i'm a fan i'm a fan yeah. of yours man i liked it man I, I was listening to it um a little bit uh at the end of the weekend excuse me on friday and i worked all weekend and a little bit last night but you know it's funny like so i can see you right now anytime you talk to someone you know that is up north or michigan or new york where the hell you live if you up north right First thing people bring up is, you know, oh, man, how you doing? How's the weather? Now, I'm not going to ask that question because Thank I can just look at what you're wearing and I already know what the temperature is. Like, I don't have to yeah. ask serious. I just be like, yo, it got to be at least, if, if I could guess, it got to be at least, mm, that's about uh, between a 40 and 55 degree. My man, he knows. He yeah. knows. He knows. It's, it's, I got a whole man. thermal on under here, brother. Oh, oh, you do? Oh, 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 yes. oh, no, that's that's cold, cold. Okay, okay. Yeah, See, I left that man. behind. Yes, I'm good leaving it behind. I'm, I'm not, uh, mm -mm, no, no, yeah, man. I'm it's, not, it's, I didn't move up north for a reason. I'm, I kept man. going further and further south, yeah. <laughs> and, you, and you know, when you move down here, they'd be like, you know, oh man, you, you should be used to this, you should be used to this, uh, hot weather, cold weather, wherever it may be. I'm like, yo, listen, cold is cold, right? People act like just because it's 40 degrees it, or because it's you know 20, negative 20 in Michigan, whatever that. 40 degrees in Florida ain't nothing to beat. No, 40 degrees is 40 degrees. That shit is still cold, no matter what I got, no matter what I got yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, with that being said, I always respect the hustle more up north because y'all got to deal with that freezing weather and still got to be at work, still got to live your lives as if, but, you know, nothing but, was But do you on. really, but let me ask you this, Norm, let me ask you this. Yeah, yeah. Do you really, do you, do you think it's really a respect the hustle or you're just trying to be, just trying to keep going because you're cold? So you got to keep going because if you stop, you're going to freeze your butt off. Versus down here, it's, it's warm all the time, so everyone's all nice and relaxed. So it's, it's a mixture of both. You know, I got a family, so I can't, you know, I need to pay the bills. <laughs> so that's, that's half of it. Um, the other half, yeah, bro, it's freezing. You cannot, you know what, if anything, if you look at, like, my work uh, history and just work throughout the <laughs> summertime, right? Like, what happened I, at this job? Oh, it was cold. It, I quit. <laughs> no, no, summertime, I'm always at work. As soon as November hit, 
Sick day, sick day. Sick <laughs> yep. day, sick day. Yeah. It's too cold. They don't. Yeah. They don't. They don't even ask. It's oh, where you, you, it's you wake up. Are better, Norman? It's, are you okay, Norman? No, they know. It was too cold, so Norm didn't come to work. <laughs> it's, like, uh, it's, when, it's when you lift that cover up, there's that, there's that, that inch, and you go, oh, God. Oh, <laughs> no, yeah, not it's, it's, it get it get cold enough to where you really think about like your life, you know. Everything. It's like it's like if you get in trouble or something, and you go to jail or prison, or, or who knows. Like we just had that moment, where you got to sit there and think. That's how cold it is. Like you really got to plan <laughs> your day out. Like me, I can just I can just wake up and just go with it. Mission, you got to wake up and you you I got a list. You got to write stuff down. Okay, you got to warm the car up first. Okay, yes. there might be a little bit of lake effect snow. Okay, I should, probably should get those new tires in case of that. That whole lake effect snow, man, that's weird. That's always weirded it's, me out. It's, that, it's that, that whole thing. Like, you got is it sheets of snow with the waves. That's, that's it's, freaky it's, as hell. Not it's even terrible, lie. That's man. Freaky it's shit. terrible, it's man. Let's know how cold it is, man. Nice. I mean, when I saw that on, on news the first time, I thought, oh, God, the world's about to end. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's it get crazy. So Norman, man, like, so what's what's new, man? What's new with you? What's new with Grand Rapids, man? How? Well, I know you got the podcast going on, but it's it's been a long time. Like I said, yeah. about fifteen years, I guess you could say, since yeah. the beginning of high school. Family, kids, relatives. What what's new in your life? Yeah, uh, you know what? Got the family thing going on. Doing the family, man. Uh, yeah, bro. I got. I, I run a fatherhood program. Uh, okay. Four, oh, good, good. Four school district, right? So for the entire school district, there's like 13 schools. I go to each school and I help with father engagement and advocacy. Okay. So almost like a dad social worker type without the credibility. But yeah, no, oh, that's what man. I do. So I work no, I work with a lot of fathers. I'm not, you know, I know a lot of resources. So that's what helps okay. me. So if I can't fix it, I know a guy who knows a guy and I can connect you. You know, I work okay. with a lot in front of the court, a lot of dads who are, uh, looking to get more parenting time or child support is just crazy high. You know, I'm usually able to be that bridge and the gap. You know, a lot of people don't like going to the courthouse, and I, I, I understand why, you know. So I usually try to help mend that relationship. Right. So, yeah, I do the fatherhood program, and I enjoy doing that. It's a program I created. We're on our fourth year. Um, and with that, I do the pod, a fatherhood podcast called The Dad Movement. Right. And I just interview different dads and just hear their stories on fatherhood. It always looks different. People expect because I run a fatherhood program that I have a blueprint, mm -hmm. and it's it's usually the opposite. I'm more. There's no such thing as a, as a blueprint no, with parenting. There is no such out. thing. Everybody's freestyling, <laughs> or you're doing stuff that you learn from your parents, which may not be the best thing to do, but you're doing it because that's all you know. You that's know what true. I mean? But um, well, about your fatherhood program, though, I'm yeah. not gonna cut you off. I'll let you back no, to it, but I just want to ask this real quick. So. Uh, I was actually part of a fatherhood program in uh, South Carolina back in, uh, oh God, my kids are 20 now. So Damn. Like 10 years ago, well, well, 15 so, years ago, uh, 15 years oh, ago. So what, the so what the fatherhood program does for, for where I was from is they help fathers who are basically can't really help, can't really afford child support or in a situation where child support is an issue. They're trying to get more time parenting their families, their 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 kids. They're trying to to even go to the courts and get that time shared because a lot of times they that wasn't the case in the court. Yeah. Um, and so also a fatherhood member of the program goes with them to court as kind of a representative says, "Hey, uh, we're working with this person to help them get back on their feet and to get back into in." to the fathering pro into fathering is that yep. anywhere similar to your program I, I do do that that's a small piece of it i run a lot of fatherhood events to create father to help better fatherhood engagement mm -hmm. a lot of yeah. dads you know um a lot of men just didn't have fathers growing up 
So mm-hmm. although it may be plain and simple to some dads, but sometimes being around children, they um, they just don't know how to interact, right? Yep. And, and sometimes right. they just overthink it. And like, I'm just going to stay back. You know what? Let's go buy a pair of shoes. And that's the time they spend. It's just spending money, spending money right. because they don't know how to spend time. So I help with creating like painting with pops nights, Home Depot nights, fatherhood dances, uh, things like that to like help create that organic parent and child relationship. So, so what what made you like, for instance, like, you know, what made you want to do that? You know, were you ever... You know, when younger in a situation to where, you know, maybe you felt neglected. I, I I don't know. But like what motivated you to even start this? You know what? So I I worked in elementary and early mm-hmm. childhood for a while and I would do uh, fatherhood, I mean parent advocacy. So I just worked with families across the board. Right. But what happened is there's me and there's like 13 other women who do it in the county. And all the dads would just always reach out to me. They didn't feel comfortable reaching out reaching to out them. them. Right. So they said, hey, Norm, we see. And then I started doing things on this, like, you know, on my own time, creating barbershop nights where I used to just have the dads come kick it. And one yeah, of the superintendents heard about it, right? And they were like, uh, we heard you do something, you know, with, you're working a lot with dads. If you could create a program for us, would you be willing to take an opportunity like that? And, um, you know, so it's, it, it was the opportunity kind of formed out of that. They seen that I was working with dads, that they were gravitating more towards me. And they say, hey, whatever you can come up with, we'll be glad to take it. So four wow, years ago, I created Dads on Deck. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. So I'm hoping it's sustainable and it keeps going long after I'm here. But, yeah, that's a little bit of how I got started. Because, you know, what could, could you go ahead and repeat what, you, what you're, what you're, the, the, uh, oh, yeah, the title. Okay, yep. It's title, called Dads on Deck. Dads on Deck? Mm-hmm. I like that. <laughs> yeah, 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 man. Yeah, yeah what you got? That, I got that. You got that. They can find your Instagram that way, too. I got that dad on deck. I got that dad on deck. <laughs> What's that? It's smacking. They, <laughs> do they find you? Do they find you via Instagram or how they find you on? on yeah, that? yeah. So we're, we're man. You know what? Because I'm so old, I do not have an Instagram for it. But there's That's another okay. reason why too. We do have a Facebook, and we're working more with the Dad Movement podcast to promote it. But what happened is, I'm only supposed to service the school district, but okay. because the need is so big, I service the entire county all the time. Half of my phone calls aren't even people who are the crowd that I'm going after. They're right. 55 year old man. It just, it just varies. Um, right. But I, I didn't want to over promote at first because I didn't want to go only could, you know, target a certain crowd. Is that you, you have a child in the yeah. program? Do you get a lot of, and I know there's always a stigmatism around it, and I'm sure you probably don't bring it up, but you know, do you get a lot of, you know, black fathers that come out to, you know, reach out to you or it's just uh, everybody. A ton, a ton, you know, um, Growing up in the inner city and then moving out to Kentwood, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I learned how to maneuver and to work with people from all right. different backgrounds. You know, East Kentwood is the most diverse school in Michigan. I don't know if you know that's and right. That's, and that is like, and I, I hate to call up that, Save. it's so important. It makes yes. you who kind of like, you know, you're comfortable around everybody in, the, in I, your life. Yeah. It's it, never yeah, an awkward it, situation that, or anything yeah. like that. So yeah, it, that it definitely help. prepared me. So I... You know, I'll, I'll go to the projects. And then mm-hmm. I literally went from the projects on probably Wednesday to Friday. I was in the straight boondocks. I mean, the dude, I pulled up <laughs> to his house. First time meeting him, he has a crossbow sitting next to him on the porch. Two dogs. Oh, that sounds, like, this that sounds like, address. This gave it address. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that sounds like where I'm from. That sounds like the Carolinas, man. What the hell? Oh, <laughs> had to be. Had, yeah, but God. just like that. So it just varies, right? But then the thing is, is no matter what background is, 
the smile that dads have when they start talking about their kids. I don't care mm. if you're the toughest person, just did 50 yep. years in prison. You know, they tough, but as soon as you be like, hey, yeah, yeah, let me see a picture of them. They're like, are you? Yeah, so this little, and then the smile just comes. And I love right. it. it. It makes my day, man. It really does. But the fatherhood is, you know, it's still universal. It's always that same love for a child, no mm. matter what. Even if you don't see it directly, like within, like, sometimes the mind will be like, He's just not, you know, emotionally engaged. It's just a this and that. But when I hear them talk, but when I get to dad one-on-one, it's always so much love behind there. Right. But a lot yeah. of times it's trauma, it's learned behaviors or just fears that create a disconnect in there. So I hope try to mend that. Okay. Now, is there a different... You, go ahead, Sean. Go ahead. I was going to say, how did you get, how did you happen to get started in this? Okay. So I was fortunate to have a really good father, right? You know, um, had a really good dad. Um, my dad is a lot older, a lot older though. Mm-hmm. And um, when I have my daughter um, at 22, still still younger, not, you know, me and the mother child just wasn't at the best place. Right. I was looking for programs to help me become a better father, right? Yeah. So I was like, man, it would be so dope if we had this, had this, had this. So it was almost like just God was very, uh, intentional and help orchestrate this passion to me of working with dads. And when the opportunity came to do something like it, like it was mm-hmm. strictly his favor and grace that got me there. So. And that's, that's so important, man. Like it's, yeah. you know, it's such a huge difference. And, and this is known, you know, by most people, but such a huge difference growing up, you know, with, you know, one, obviously both, you know, a parent in general, but, yeah. you know, having a father teach you, you know, the right, right from wrong or, yeah. you know, not to get involved in this and even having both parents some people don't have both parents with divorce no matter what it is i mean everybody's yeah. different but that's key man it's like because a lot of times you know in certain situations most people look to their like friends you know for advice but how can you look to a friend for advice about something they have really no experience in you know you need a, a a dad or even a, a father figure in general and you know especially in you know i'm glad that you're doing this because you know, and I, and I hate to be embraced, but in the black community, it's it's it should be talked yeah. about a lot more than yeah. it is. You know, there needs to be it it, it 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 pretty much shouldn't be like frowned upon, or it shouldn't be like the the not cool thing to do. You know, yeah. I think, and like you saying, like you know, once you get to talking to these people, they like they open up like a book, pretty much, right? That's it. I mean, that's we talk about people who probably wouldn't even say a word most of the time. That's it. Oh, that's it. Yeah, once they're comfortable, all right, I got another man dealing with the same situation that can help me, let me talk about it. And that's really important. Now, I don't have any kids. Sean, you do. Norman, you do. So I could just be talking on my ass right now. No, no, but... no. That's it. That's it. Yeah. No. And, and another thing, too, is so crazy because um, our times now call for different fathers than what used to be. Back, you know, a while ago, all dad needed to do was pay, you know, pay, help mom with, with school clothes in the beginning of the year, provide mm-hmm. for the family. Mm-hmm. And that was it. It wasn't me and my dad hanging out, me and my dad talking about this. All they were meant to do was provide and protect. Okay. And nowadays, it's, it's, we're trying to have dads become more nurturers. So we're calling them to do something that a lot of times they haven't even seen it before. So, okay. I, mm. you know, a lot of times dads want to be there. They want to be involved. They just don't know how to do it. Yeah, that's what I was gonna get gonna get into. It's not I, my feeling is it's not that they in the black community or even through, well, especially the black community. It's not that they don't want to be involved. It's just that it such has been such a hindrance in trying to be involved, because when you look at it, at the end of the day, the ones that are going to jail are mostly black fathers. The ones who 
are not in the home because of that are mostly black fathers even when they get done with it they come home they try to be a part of them and then they have a bunch of other interests child support Mm -hmm. fines and other parents who just don't want them to be involved and say that's what they run into and there you will see them i've talked to these fathers who will bawl their eyes out saying they want to be a part of their kids lives but they have such a wall trying to do so trying to do such that some of them gets they give up some of them they really do just give up and say it's just they can't do it anymore. Not, not, but I'm, to see you doing something out there, out there like that, you know that that helps lift up people and helps them try to learn. Okay, yeah, I'm ha- having all these hindrances, but you can't give up. You can never give up on your kids. No, no, I, I was listening last night, um, and you and Sean, like just to kind of go off what you were saying, like you know, the whole jail situation. Now, I was listening to one of the podcasts. Is one of your hosts coming? Was he in prison? Or I, I know you guys had some guy on there that was locked up for a little bit and then had to yeah. had to be a you know come out and do the whole dad thing afterwards yeah that was lost man great dude he actually not only is he uh yep a father now and a recent father he just had another child but he is also a program coordinator in new york okay. um for fatherhood but yeah man yeah great that's dude a, that's tough yeah. man yeah i don't know if i, I mean it is, I, think, it. I think i think he did 22 years 20? 20. Oh, man. 20 or 22, I may, yeah. Oh, something like that. Yeah, it, I'm, it was between on your So he came, he came home, he came back home to adults. He, yeah, he came back he home did. to a new world. Like, he, he yeah. did. everybody's holding and looking at. Oh, that's a cell phone. I mean, that's, that's another be dynamic all no. the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trying nah, to be a parent, really. Trying to be a parent to an adult when you, they, they, you've never parented literally, literally ever before to them. That's... That's a tough situation. I didn't get to hear that one. I heard the spanking one. How, yeah. how did he handle that situation? <laughs> yeah, man. So he, this dude is a phenomenal father, man. Lodge, <laughs> shout out to Lodge. Great dude. He, um, he just talked about how much time and how much patience he had to have, right? You got and then, like, it. In 22 years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he learned how to can't really go nowhere. But then mom, like you said, the mom, you know, sometimes moms be real tight, you know, after that, yeah. you know, and they're real protective. Right. And, he just had to keep being consistent. That's the biggest yeah. piece of thing. Him continuously saying, hey, uh, I'm going to be here to pick you up on this day and showing up. Even mm-hmm. if she didn't show up, he was there consistently. And consistency consistency always wins the race. Whenever mm-hmm. I have a dad that I'm working with and I see that he's consistent, I know. I can almost put in my case notes. By this time, I can almost uh, see that mom will start letting him see child more or that mm-hmm child and dad would do better have better interactions when you be when you're consistent like that and you make it up in your mind that i'm gonna be here no matter what i haven't done uh-huh. you know you go deal with some hurt you're gonna hear with a lot of pain a lot of hate words possibly but when yeah. you just consistently be there it, it wins the race man damn well yeah. exactly why i don't got kids is key and i mean consistency is key regardless of what the other parent does so just, even even if it doesn't happen when they're during it during those years or they're growing up, they, it still will happen when they're adults and so they come back to say, hey, "We missed you," and I want to learn. I want to learn about you. So yeah, that you're right. It is key. So Norman, you got uh, two kids, right? One, one, one. I've been practicing. Girl, but I only have one right now. Yeah, yeah. My seven. wife. Uh, hopefully, have another one soon. But yep, I only have a seven-year-old. She'll be eight in December. Yeah. Damn, and right. you probably cool, spoil cool. her to death. Oh my gosh, bro! Yeah, man, and I co-parent, and I co-parent. So this oh. is from a previous relationship. So 
you yeah. know, yeah, you really over, you know, parents who co-parent. What I've learned is we how did how, overcompensate. That's the best. That's the best way of doing things. I wish I would have had the same opportunity, but but Man. that's a great way of doing. It. See, I I grew up in not grew up. I raised my kids in an environment of basically we're not together. When you're with me, <laughs> I'm trying to raise you. I hate her. When you're she with hate her, me. You can either live with her or you can live with me. Make a choice. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, yeah. well, that's one thing. You you never say the word hate. Well, at least you try not to. But like you don't. You can't. You can't control what the other parent says, and you will never. You won't know what the other parent says until your kids are adults and come to you and say, "Well, I was told this." Right. By that yeah. time, it's too late to say anything. I yeah. know this because I've lived it. So yeah. then, all you can really do is just say, look, that's just how it was, and you still continue to be who you are and let your kids see what the truth is. So does it I make mean, a difference? Do you think it makes a, makes a difference? Well, I'm sure it does, but I guess the gravity of the difference from, you know, two-parent households to versus uh, just a traditional mom and dad. Does that make a huge – I mean, because that's how I grew up. You know, I had step-parents. Luckily, yeah. they were just, you know – it wasn't like a plethora. So it was just one remarried one time, remarried one time. And it was, and that was it. And that was for like 20 years. So it wasn't like a, yeah. uh, a whole bunch of different faces, but you think that really impacts the, as far as like how kids grow up or it's just I like, do, just a thing. I do. Oh, I, do I do. I do hundred percent, you know, but I know what I do know is if everyone can get on the same page and be mm. there to support, you can almost get better results even in that situation. But a lot of times it can be very hard co-parenting um, in blended families because right. uh, of the other partner jealousy. and jealousy. And it's tough. I mean, yeah, you know, it's right now like being married and co-parenting um, with my uh, my past uh, a past relationship. You said you pet. I was. I, I swear. I thought you said you were no, pet. No, not pet. Uh, you know, pet. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. No. <laughs> Don't let her listen. Pet. Yeah. No. But Pat, it's like having you know two women for the wrong reasons. Nobody would want two women for this reason. It's it's trying to yeah. make sure both are okay. Without you know, I'm not. You know, she has her own significant other and does her thing, but I'm still dad, so I still have to make sure things. You know, like it's always checking in. Always making sure things are good on this side. Always making sure this one's feeling comfortable and this one's feeling involved, and that I'm doing my part on this side. It is. It's a lot to juggle, man. I dare you ask any brother yeah. who who says they're co-parent and married. They got yeah. a story for you because it, it's a lot. Oh, yeah. but it oh, can't yeah. be done. Oh, yeah. It can't be done. But like you said, yeah. um, you're saying is it Sean? Right? Yeah, Sean. You were yeah. saying that that when you guys kind of try to stick it out for a little bit to try to figure, to try to raise the kids. And that one parent, I mean, two parents in the home, though, right? Is that what you try to do? Just try to work things out? Yeah, we try to work things out. We, I mean, okay. when they were older, we went to dinner. I mean, but basically <laughs> when my grandfather got, when my grandfather got sick is when we started trying to co-parent a little bit more. Mm. Um, because the kids were teenagers at that point. Uh, and the animosity, I guess it was still there. But you grow past it. At least you try right. to. Because you realize you got two kids in this whole thing. At, yeah. the, at the end of the day, that's what matters um does it always work no it does not always work but you have to keep going you have to keep trying for your kids and even even if it doesn't work it still does if that makes any sense it it, it may not seem like it works to you right mm -hmm. in that point in time or even the next few years but eventually you know that's what you have to stay positive you have to say you know if i'm going to continue to be a father then i'm going to continue to do this and if it works i do what i'm supposed to do if it doesn't work then there's something I missed and I still gotta try even harder. <laughs> <It> don't work. <laughs> no, I mean 
Yeah. Parents, I mean, I hey, told yo, you, I told you, brother. Scared, like, I mean, I don't want no kids, though. No, but I, I've told you, though. I mean, when it comes, people can do anything in the world to me, and it probably won't Listen. upset me. It made me a little upset or whatever, but mm-hmm. my kids do something or my kids, you know, are involved, that's when I get, that's when y'all, I'm Y'all scared me, yeah. man, because y'all <laughs> saying kids, and then y'all do this, this, that little, uh, well let's just say it's the best thing that by far ever happened you still got the hair you still got your hair i wish i would i wish i but i wish i would have got the co-parent though i wish i would have got the co-parent more as a young age because then they would i think (laughs) i think further advances would have been made as far as my kids go as far as their education and their and their uh the activities they were involved with in school speaking Mm. of which uh, so uh is your is it a daughter or son i'm sorry I did, uh, daughter, yep daughter kenneth daughter uh is your daughter involved in sports are you gonna get involved in any sports or anything extracurricular activities she does she does she's man she's a great athlete she does softball really good at softball okay um she's trying soccer now she does a ballet um you know do game. soccer man i'm telling you do soccer I'm yeah it all helps shit. it all helps uh, yeah, no. Any way we can get a scholarship, we will do lacrosse, whatever, it, whatever it takes. No, but no, nah, she loves it. She loves. Okay. It. Yeah. She, she's very active, very good kid. I know everybody says that, but no, man, I couldn't have asked for a better daughter. You want you, you gonna good, have man. another one? More? I do. I would. I would love to have another one. I what? Would, I would, man. You because yeah. in the kids are great. Yeah, it, it you. It's a love like you can't explain. You know, it was like mm-hmm. something that when, when I see my daughter for the first time being born. It was like a piece inside of me that turned on. That was there the entire time that just has never been turned on. And that can only, you can't even put it in words. You know, like, yeah, it's it's a really good feeling. Um, it's it's a lot of work, mm-hmm. but it's a fulfillment and fulfillment in life, definitely, man. It's having my daughter. Well, damn, so. man. I'm yeah, so... yeah, it comes with so, it, man. So... I'm I'm gonna jump into your your podcast here a little Go bit, for it. Okay. Uh, especially especially when I heard and I actually enjoy. I, I this is two of them, but the one I really got to spend time with was, was the spanking one, which oh, that was a good one. That was a really good one. You had uh, I forget the other two general names that was on there. Oh yeah, um, Mario. It was it was a Mario and Andre. It was it was a good good one. Were they spanking the kids? So for our listeners who didn't who didn't get to hear it, <laughs> I didn't hear how, could you go ahead and give a little a little uh just a short synopsis of yeah of yeah that. man. Real quick, we were just talking about that kind of like that learned behavior piece that I was talking about earlier about how how so many of us were, were got whoopings growing up. Some I semi beatings, right? <laughs> yeah. Right? Especially in our community, that's what you had was spankings and whoopings. And I talked about, you know, being, you know, a lot of parents parenting out of fear, especially having young black men like if I don't get the message across, this boy's gonna end up in prison or end up yeah. dead. So I have to make sure I get this message across. That's it always hurts, the biggest always, fear. It hurts me more than it hurts you. You hear that line? Yeah. Boy, I mean, I have still a line on my thigh from a whooping I got from not bringing back uh like the when you get disciplined, that's gonna be the little punch <laughs> sheet. And I, so every day you don't bring them back, you get another one. And I got the thirteen. Oh <laughs> man. Yeah, so yeah. Damn, this ain't me. Mom, Mom, this is not me. They, this is not. I found this on the ground. Uh, Oh, yeah. Remember the switch? The switch? The little thing? Oh, yeah. Go pick out a switch. And and how that, but the thing is that with spankings and whoopings, about, there's a book I mentioned earlier too in the the last podcast is 
by Dr. DeGruy, who talks about spankings and how the direct correlation comes from slavery, right? Yeah, I was honestly, when, he, when, when Sean just said the word switch, that's immediately what I thought of. I was yeah. like, where did this stem from? Like, Think about it. Think about yeah. it. It's, I mean, you do something wrong um, and you, you take your shirt. Yeah, you put yeah. and, and you spank it. I mean, no, I don't see another race that that disciplines with spankings as much as we do. Yeah. Right, it's our direct go-to. They don't do something as much, yeah. You know, right, that's all. Right. Right. And it's never. Yeah. It's not just like a, uh, a, a, a little slap on the wrist. No, like it's like, yeah. uh, like they're trying to hurt, like hurt you for hurt real. You. you know what I mean? Like, I mean, doing it out of anger. They're yeah. doing it out of anger, and you don't. There is nothing that you do in life that you're doing better, or doing well out of anger. And when yeah. you do something out of anger and fear, you get bad results. Mm -hmm. And do you really think it's all out of I think a lot of it has to do with fear, especially well, if you're the, the mother or father of a of, 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 of a black man, because that is your number one like you say, your number one thought is I my boy is gonna go to jail if I don't beat this Yeah, but a lot of times and, it, and it, it can have realize the, this is how you gotta be. It can have the reverse yeah. effect, right? Because you know oh, yes. it's either yeah. they either are going to resent you or they are just gonna get better at hiding things from you to where you you don't hurt them you know there's no good results i mean even with animals i mean with dogs and pets you beat a dog as yeah. soon as you raise your hand even if a stranger comes to your house from a, a house where the owner beats a dog or whatever and puts their hand up that's automatic fear or it's it it, it creates a reaction in, in anybody yeah. to where it's not good man emotions in a moment are always gonna lead you to the wrong decision like it, uh, it, that, uh. that's how it works and the sad part is you know we look back on this, your parents whipped you, probably because their parents whipped them, and go. so on and so forth. And I, I, we talked about this on a, on a different social in it briefly, but I think a lot of it stems from, you know, an identity thing. You know, I, I, like, so recently, and I think every black person should do this, and Ashana told you about this already, I did the, uh, the uh, answer sheet.com, whatever. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important to know like where you come from, like where not saying like, so I'm half Eritrean, like, East, I mean, I know, I don't know if you knew that, but like East African, like I know yeah, like, that's where yeah. my dad's from. Like I know that history, like, you know, the back of my hand, you know, it's not surprising when my results come back half. Which uh, is Eritrean. lucky, but which is lucky for a black if, man to even know that because if, yeah, that doesn't yeah. happen. If you ask, you know, regular Joe Schmo, hey man, where you from? And they tell you like, oh, I'm from California, oh, I'm from Missouri. Like, no man, that's not where you from. That's just where you were born. But like, when you don't have an identity and shit happens to you, you don't know how to how to react. You know, it, it just it's like you say, if you angry, you scared, you happy. Like it's just it's so much confusion. So then like we start to create these like poor habits, like spanking your kids or whooping your kids that gets passed down and passed down and passed down and passed down. Like we've been, even though it's 2020 nothing has really changed you know so i don't know i think it's just important I, to do I, the research. I, i've got to disagree with that i've got to disagree i think it has changed a little bit because i, I gotta take my own experiences so i have with my kids i'm not gonna lie i, I have <laughs> but yo no no but see it wasn't like that because i used to get beat so mm -hmm. like i've had literally tree limbs this big around yeah on my on me so I, I i already know how it goes and it does get passed down so i was 19 and 20 when i had my son and daughter so when you're that young mm -hmm. you're you're not you're really not mature enough to really have a kid in my opinion and if you do have a kid then you're working harder 
to try and still be a kid and be an adult at the same time because you you don't know any better, mm-hmm. but now you have to. So you make these choices, and when they were like two or three, I never nothing, you know, nothing like that. But my whole thing was is if you touch your brother or your sister, mm-hmm. and we've had discussion before, then I'm gonna whoop you. So that was really my own, my whole thing. Like I, my yeah. entire life, my son's had six. I mean, I know by hand. He's had six. My daughter's uh, had six. Yeah, but you That's know, it. you already know that you are instilling that in them to where like when they have kids, it's almost like it, it, it's instinct. They're almost going to do that to their kids and they're not even going to know why. There's like No, that, I don't think so because that, I, I took the time when they got older to explain that I was wrong. Yeah, but, but, you know, the things that happen to you, between we'll say the ages of three and nine shape who you are as an adult like even though you may not think about it or not maybe you're conscious it's there that's why like you have these certain habits to where you're like you know why am i doing this or or think about this like we think of um i'll I'll phrase in a sports terms right where the top athletes in the world at their sport what do they all have in common they've been doing it consistently since they were kids, right? Everybody's like, they've been doing something great since they're kids. So the things that happen to you when you're young and, and you start to mature, those things, I mean, I don't want to say stay with you forever, but it's hard to reprogram and, you know, uh, uh, take a different route. And they're not all bad things, but anything, that's why, you know, there's a big issue with, you know, uh, childhood trauma, right? That affects people that are adults in the 40s and 50s. Some of them suffer from childhood trauma. We talk about when they're like 10 years old. So that's why, you know, it's, you know, even you guys being fathers, you know, I don't know why I'm going to be a father, but that, you know, that very adolescence is, is to me is so, so, so important because the world is their oyster at that point. So everything they see, they learn, it's like a sponge. You beat them, see, they associate beating with, you know, w- whatever. But see, I, three, three to nine is a very small window. Um, and it doesn't stop then. I'm sorry, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It it keeps going into their teenage years. It, what morphs them, what shapes them as a as an adult, honestly, comes from all of it, not just three to nine, well, but well, from yeah. their teenage from that teenager. But no, I'm saying you put such an emphasis on three to nine. But because what I'm trying to say is, I feel like that's when you're still your brain's still developing. You're still learning. You're things, still you developing know? until you're 25. Your brain is still developing yeah, but, until you're 25 years but old. It gets but you're you're where you can look. You can look back at six like. Think about this. You can, well, who, mean you can who look I back was, at, at who I was, when I was three, but between three and nine is nowhere near who I am now. Because oh, three and nine, I was, I was, but see, a lot of people, but see, people will get hung up in that and stay in poverty and stay but, in But ask like yourself this, you this can you remember anything that happened to you like consistently from those ages versus, we'll say, 15 to 21? You got a better from recollection age, of high school versus, nah, you know, grade not school. Not really. It I depends do. on on you because I remember elementary very vividly. I because yeah, I used to like, pick. It depends on your on your experiences. I think it depends on your experiences because I had bad experiences in school, so I remember a lot of my school time because of those experiences. That's but true. Now the experience now now when I had good experiences in high school, I do remember them, but I don't remember them as vividly. Well, the reason I, I say that is because ones. I feel like when you're high school, when you're in uh uh, we'll say eighth seventh eight i forgot what, what you call the school but we'll just say high school right you're more mm-hmm. influenced by your friends you you spend less time with your parents because they're at work all day you're at school all day when you're younger a, a toddler age you spend most of your time with your parents you're not really at school you don't you don't go hang out with friends when you you know you're five years old i mean you may do but legitimately if you not you don't go anywhere by yourself without your parents until you're you know of age 12 13 years old or whatever so that's no. why 
but in the 80s now yeah but in the 80s and 90s no in the 80s and 90s at eight six you were kicked out the door I yeah but look how that down. generation versus this generation you know it's just it's a change yeah. of guard go ahead Norm. no 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 ahead, Norm. what's crazy is you guys are both right it has to be coincidence on thursday last week i found out that most of your personality your personality has been defined by the age of six right See? But your brain is still developing all the way to 25. So although you have a personality, <laughs> you still are adding on to your those traits and things right. like that. So I'm saying tell so personality, I'm a really kind person, right? Mm -hmm. That started usually about six. That's mm -hmm. more personality. But behaviors can change all the way up to, like you say, a lot. it can always change. But your brain is still learning, I think, up to 25. So I think it's a mix of both of what you guys are saying. Yeah, both are, are, are correct. Basically, what he's trying to say is, I'm right, and you wrote. <laughs> no, nah, no but I mean, not. he's right. I mean, and it, he's right. You know, it's, 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 it is a miss. I, and that's it, like, it is. But that's, and that's parenting. There's, there's no, there's no but, rule book. But that's there's why, no, like, there's it's, no it's, guide. There's no, this is how you be a parent. Even, even there's, there's plenty of books written about it. But until you actually have your child. Yeah. Until you're actually in that situation. And, and that's one thing I can't speak on. No I'm the only one that doesn't have kids. So I can't, I, you know, I, I'm not, you guys are going to know more than me off rip. But you know, just from sometimes. But you're gonna make a better parent than I did because well, or because you're older. Well, what, what I was younger is, trying to make an experience, and you're you're older, so you will have a better experience for your kids because you've made other decisions already. Well, what definitely helps is though is situation. What helps is this. What helps is you know what Norm is doing, having an outside perspective, because like when you're in the moment, you're not really like you're not really thinking. You know, you just just doing it. You know, that's why you always hear people say, you know, don't tell me how to raise my kids. Like they're not trying to tell you how to raise their kids. They just can see what is happening. You know, even in bad, you know, boyfriend girlfriend relationships, right? We always say, why don't you leave him or why is he with her? He treats her like shit. She treats him like shit. Yada yada yada. But to them, they don't see it like that. You know, they're kind of blinded by it. Mm -hmm. So I think you know, Norm, especially what you're doing, it's really important for a third party or someone else to to you know kind of hone in on that and give not only the right advice but the you know the advice that they really need and especially with fathers right i mean we're supposed to be the macho tough you know my kids my way type deal and nobody really wants to hear that from someone else but when you have a father on father a black man on black man type situation and it, it, it it's it's taken in a lot better i guess what i'm trying to say so yeah i don't got no kids so take that with a grain of salt <laughs> oh man y'all gotta be all right up. you got no kids no 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 good point man. good point hey, like, kids you, make kids make you passionate but definitely i don't know if y'all haven't done it definitely do that answer c.com 23 me whatever oh, yeah. it is i mean oh, i know no, i did say I, like, did. No, I, I did it years ago i uh, find out where i was from because i think you should know because like yeah. my, my kids they're they're mixed so on their mother's side they know Oh, they can trace their lineage all the way back to I think John Adams or something like that. Yeah, Me, that's what I'm saying. Like you don't don't let to, your history get lost. You know what I mean? Exactly. Don't. So I had to go and do this because that's the only way I could find out. Like I'm, uh, you know, I'm from Senegal and like uh, Senegal yeah, mine and Chicago was, and some other places. So you know, we're going to be Nigerian. Mixed, so expect but you still, but you still gonna at least know. Hey, this is the part of Africa I'm actually from. Right. You know that, and, and that a, a point. Since both of you gentlemen both still have your hair. It gives you like traits and stuff, right? So, for instance, it'll be like I was reading it the other day. It's some maybe some bullshit to be honest with you, but it'll be like, uh, 
according to you know so and so DNA, you probably won't develop male pattern baldness. I was like, hell yeah! So I started going out, getting haircuts and everything. I mean, I ain't losing my hair. I'm just growing it out. So that's why I'm wearing a hat. But yeah, man, it gives some cool traits. Yeah, he's bald underneath that hat. Too. I mean, like it's slick. It's a slick top. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> listen, man. Look, it's listen, a slick man. top up there. Ain't none here. Oh. <laughs> All right. Um, Norm, I, I'm older than he is, and I got more hair. I got. I, what time? How much? You got like oh, about. You good? Okay, cool. Cause I know, I know, like I said, I know you said you had somewhere to be. No, 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 no. All right. Um, another thing, Sean. So y'all know who? I'm surprised you wasn't in this webinar. So Saturday. Um, oh, Angela Palia. Yeah, yeah. yeah the Andy Garcia. Be, I, I got him. I got invited to this. Um, yeah, tell me how that old, was. I was on a project. So from one, from one of our old professors to uh, it was a webinar with uh, this dude Andy Garcia. He's an actor. He's like in Ocean's Eleven, Thirteen, Godfather Three, Spanish dude. Remember Ocean's Eleven, like the first dude yep, they robbed? Yep, yep, yeah, that's yep. him. So they're wow. planning they're planning on shooting a movie in, in Tampa. Um, I don't know, maybe sometime in the spring or whatever. So it was like a QA type of deal. I mean, I didn't really I didn't really get to ask questions because it's like people are listening, but then like my professor, you could text her, she would say something. And my dumbass, so like there was a section on the side to where you could type like a comment or or okay. a question. And they, you know, they could they could see it. I don't know if they see it or not. And I was going to write, like, yo, when did you have, like, your breakout role, right? But as I was typing, I was like, dear Andy, when did you have your, your breakout, I think it said break ass or something like that. Like, it, it auto-corrected. And on my computer, when I first return, it's supposed to give me a new line. And the, the shit sent it. So I got two halfway <laughs> comments. And we just break ass. Oops, my bad. Like... <laughs> And I'm like, I'm sitting there just like panicking, like, oh shit, hopefully he don't see that. I don't think he did, and I don't think she read it out loud. But man, I'm telling you, wow, it, that was embarrassing. And it's just, wow. yeah, God, man, it's tough, man. That's why I gotta love autocorrect. Exactly. I did not, correct. I'm going off topic real quick. Did not know you were in Tampa. So you're in Tampa. Yeah. I know Sean bought a house in Ebor, and I heard on the podcast around May, right? Yeah. March, okay. Yeah. So we're like, I guess you could say, uh, say he, if I'm in, does, if I'm in Kenwood, he like in Jenison or some shit like that. Oh no, I like Ebor. I like Ebor. It reminded me like a little yeah. strip of like, like, like New Orleans, just the strip yeah. when you were on the yeah, strip. Yeah, like, it's nice. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. New Orleans and and, and Savannah got they a little more looser when it comes to their little Ebor crazy. But, you know. but I've had a great time in Ebor. Uh, caught some great comedy shows at the little improv. The one spot. Improv. Yep, improv. That's where you went. Yep. Improv. I had a great. Had the best seafood of my life in. Ten Nope, I was in St. Pete's, a spot called JB's. I don't oh, know I love St. Pete. Love, love oh, St. Pete. That's my, once, once this house, is, once I've here, been here in this house for like 10, 15 years, I'm going to sell this one because then my party bag me through the roof and I'm headed to St. Pete by my house on the water. St. Pete, man. That's my plan. Listen, I, like Pete. Pete. I like St. Pete. It's just, but I, had to, I, I don't want to make that drive. Uh, no, oh, no, no, that's what I'm saying. In 10, once in 10, 15 years, our show is going to be good. So outside of so, two I'm, times we got to go to the studio, Look, I'm in St. Pete. Yeah, so, no, so we used to we used to be in a studio, and it was that's where we're gonna get back to. Yeah, that's we used to be like to, we used to have to do this shit live. Like, I mean, wow. can't swear. I mean, you, I mean, I don't want to say you can't swear. Just don't swear a lot. PG PG thirteen, basically. PG thirteen. Um, 
you know, Jay's had PG, but we pushed. You can get naked in PG thirteen <laughs> nowadays, but okay. Like, we, we, we pushed it a little bit on PG thirteen. I'm just saying, she said yeah. PG, we made PG thirteen, so you know, it is what it is. <laughs> no, it was cool, but man, but no, Tampa's great, man. So like, St. Pete is is a, a bridge driver way. It's like a, maybe from where I'm at, yeah. like about twenty minutes. But a lot of people okay. don't like. It's weird though, because it's so close and yet it's so far. A lot of people don't leave to go to St. Tampa. Tampa. Yeah. Tampa. yeah. I know, like for I, instance, remember, uh, I know someone who grew up in Clearwater. We actually, we both do. I forgot his name right now. And he grew up in Clearwater and never came to Tampa until he started HCC. Yeah. How like, do you do they that? They just don't, it's a nut, it's, it's, even though it's another <laughs> city and it's so close, people just don't intermingle. It's a instance, bridge. The, the, the Tampa Bay Rays, the baseball team, they stadium where they play is in St. Petersburg. So, oh. it's, yeah, it's weird. But yeah. I don't, I don't even really watch baseball much, but one of the big things with the Rays is that's known is they don't have no fans that go to the game yeah. at all. No, it's almost, it's, it's very empty. Very they empty. were saying they was winning because they probably the only team that's used to having no fans at the It was so games. bad. It was so bad. They were going to send half, play half the games in, in Toronto because yeah. the States couldn't get the fans here. These people, they're they, going to play half it in Toronto to get fans. They are yeah. literally wow. in the, they in the world series and like, the game they I work at a bar too, and it was a Saturday night, and they, I think that's when they like won to make it to the World Series, and it's just like, yay! Like people are really happy, you know. It, it's it's compared to the hockey team that's here, they just won a Stanley Cup. The baseball team is just they don't get no love. Like they can uh, win, they, the, they win a championship, and they probably won't even have a parade or nothing. Uh, and it, what's funny is and I didn't notice is back in two thousand eight is the last time they went to the World Series. It's been since 2005 since the Lightning won the Stanley Cup, but the Lightning are much more uh, loved here. Yeah, than hockey, the hockey, Rays team. Wow. yeah. But, I don't even mess with hockey, but they legit down here. You would think, but the baseball team is too. If you think about it, I mean, the baseball team had just had the most recent championship out of all the teams, out of hockey, true. baseball, and football. But, but they get know, they get the most hated. Listen, all I care about is if the Bucks make it to the Super Bowl because y'all know. Tom Brady in town. All right, check this out. So oh check this out, North. So oh about, my God. Let me give you the oh six-month history in Tampa. This is why he's a Michigan fan and they keep losing because he doesn't <laughs> know man, a damn know. thing about football. Know. He'll be hating, man. All right, so in March, we'll see, no, not March. We'll, yeah, we'll say mid-March, right before shit went, hit the fan with the whole corona thing. I bought season tickets to the Bucks three days before Brady had signed with the Bucks. I got them real cheap and then the value skyrocket. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to sell all these tickets because they played against the Packers here. They played the Chiefs. Play all these good teams here, right? And next thing you know, March hits. Everything gets shut down. We're supposed to have WrestleMania. I don't even care about WrestleMania, but we're supposed to have WrestleMania here. <laughs> I know, right? Um, and then the Lightning, like I said, they season had to stop. They play here. Uh, we're supposed to have the semifinal round of the Final Four here. Uh, March wow. Madness. Um, and... Uh, I forgot what concert, but no, that's instance, crazy. So that's if crazy. Tampa, oh, yeah, it was a concert. If Tampa makes that. it to the Super Bowl, if the Bucks do, because the Super Bowl is here as well in uh, February. Yep. So I'm trying to buy like some property. Exactly. So much just go up. So this is a weird year. I've been telling I've been telling him this since I bought this house. Like, man, guess what? When they get the Super Bowl comes, my property value gonna go through the roof. That's Listen, all I've been saying. I'm selling like, everything. <laughs> if y'all want to come down. I, you know, I Airbnb hey, my, my apartment. <laughs> Airbnb hey. my apartment. Oh, man. But since we on Florida topics, Sean, I would love yeah. for you to get into uh, what the Florida. So all basically, right. we, we right. play this game at the end of our show. It's, it's, I'm about to, I got, I got, I got the game. I'm just going to tell you right now, I'm undefeated. I'm undefeated. Okay. All right. All but right. 
Don't get Mrs. Know, Florida, Mrs. Florida actually whooped his ass. Just saying. Yeah. Just so saying. I, the other yeah, she, had, she whooped yeah, that ass. I did get to see her. I let her wife win. In the other room, so I won't comment too much. But yeah, I, I let her win. Trust me, I let <laughs> her win. But she was on my side. So, but I will say this: you get a prize at the end, which I'm still waiting on. It's been two years since I've gotten a prize. He keep promising, hey, we're not he keep a, promising we're not gift studio. cards that I haven't had not never seen yet. You don't get the gift card. You you're a working man. This is for our <laughs> listeners. All right, go ahead and explain it to him. Explain it to him. All right, all right. Welcome to What the Florida, Norman. How you doing? Okay. I'm so, so today we're going to play a game. I'm going to give you three different stories. Now, these these three, three stories all happen in Florida. They all happen They all happen in one part of Florida or three different parts of Florida. That all depends on the story. Florida is broken up in three different parts. You have North Florida, which is Jacksonville to, to Pensacola. Well, he, yeah, I, he, Florida, I don't know is, if he oh, knows like the geography of Florida. That's why I'm. That's why I'm, you got to break it down. Been, that's why. I'm, that's why I'm breaking it down. Okay. Yeah. At middle Florida, you got Gainesville, Ocala, or Orlando, and then also us because this this guy thinks that for some reason. Time out. Time out. Tampa okay. So you know where Tampa Florida, is, right? But it is actually. Would you, would you consider that Central Florida or South Florida? Now think about it. Think about no, it. No, University no, 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 of no, South no, no. Florida let him, let him is here in Tampa. By the way, just saying. That, don't South let that throw you off. I would that, say ma- that matters. Central. Central. I would say a little more Central Florida. Just what I'm talking about. But see, but but, but yeah, I can if see you, South the schools. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Hey, you gotta be clear. nice. It ain't Tell the truth. Clear. Tell the truth. It's no, it's not true. No, he he said you can see how it could be South. He's like, yeah, because I mean, look, if you saw, University of South Florida is here, everything below I That's because Christopher Columbus they discovered the bottom half of Florida. <laughs> this because you, you like being the ball sack of Florida doesn't mean that we're all right. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. We can be, we can be low hanging fruit. Man. Oh my we can god. Low hanging fruit. Nah. Anyway, so you got Middle Florida, you got South Florida, which is everything below I four, which is basically Miami, Cape Coral, all that good okay. stuff down there. So the way I see it, so. you got Miami, you got here, and you got North Florida. <laughs> I don't know any. I've been here for ten years. I don't and know any other city, any other county. I just know where I live and yeah. how the GPS to get to Disney World. <laughs> That's about it. And oh to our fans, if you want to, if you want to have any complaints, that is to Rock Hale. He is to Rock Mike on Instagram. Go ahead and fill out any comments. This is why I gotta change my name every week. You keep, you know, <laughs> give me complaints. <laughs> anyway, and that is that's how the stories are broken down. All you gotta do is pick. Is pick what is part of Florida happening, not the city, just what area, and you win. All right, beat this, beat, beat this, got guy. this. All right, but well, ready? We got this. Let's play what yeah. the Florida. Now, remember, Florida's crazy, man. Some of these stories could be recent; they could be from ten years ago. Who yeah. knows? Yeah, they're all, it's all over. It's all. It used to be recent, but but Corona like killed Florida. Like people stopped doing. Yeah. Stuff oh, by the way, yeah, don't come down here for about six months because <laughs> I was just down there three weeks ago. All right. <laughs> <In my opinion. laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just saying <laughs> just he already know. So anyway, Florida first one, Florida man wearing bonnet and flower dress steals baby formula. A, form- oh. a Florida man was spotted at a Publix wearing a blue bonnet and a dress stealing $450 okay. of baby formula. Security footage shows him riding on a motorized shopping cart while stealing the <laughs> merchandise, putting twenty-eight, putting twenty-eight cans of Infamil formula under his dress. So All right. Everyone. Okay. How you do? Know, it could just be an ugly ass girl. Don't necessarily got to be a, a man. Hey, look, if you if you saw the picture, if you saw this picture, it could probably be. It could definitely passes ugly ass girl. Like I mean, just straight okay. up, just. There's a uh, butterface, you know. That's, that's the first story. Not, so e- you- not, e- not even a butterface. This is just a butter nothing. 
Anyway, so you don't got to guess yet. He's going. He's going to tell you all three first, and then. Oh, okay. story. Okay. Okay. Story. oh I got you. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah, story. Florida man with BAC over three times the legal limit crashes lawnmower into cop car. A Florida man with a blood alcohol level of 0.241 was arrested after crashing a lawnmower into a police cruiser. Okay. 68-year-old Gary Wayne Anderson faces faces sounds like some shit Gary would do. after after causing minor yeah I know doesn't it? it sounds like that would be the person's name after causing minor damages to the bumper of the vehicle. The Florida man told deputies he didn't cause any damage and that he was drunk. He was also unable. He was also unable to perform sobriety tests, and accused the police of poisoning him. According to police, Anderson's driver's license has been suspended since March 1978. Damn! How you? <laughs> so you he also he also has two prior DUI convictions from 1987. How does he even still have a plastic driver's license as if, if it was suspended in 78? Like, the, what, like what are you driving on? Driver license. <laughs> I mean, he got a driver's license before you needed a driver's license. Like, no, <laughs> he, went, he went and eliminated that joker himself. He went and said, Oh, I got an eliminator. Let me make you my know, own. Go ahead, I, real quick. I, I, said, I got respect for a lot of people who can get DUIs or put over by the cops and just tell the cops they're drunk. Like, if I was a cop, yeah, I'd at least like, you're... you know what? I'm going to call you an Uber home. Yeah, you can get an Uber, man. I feel, I feel bad. <laughs> All right, if so I got, got you within a block, of you, a block of you getting in your car. Yeah, I'm, I'm get you Uber home because yeah, you, you're about to be stupid, but I stop you. We got so, a uh, third one dude stealing baby formula, and then this dude who probably shouldn't be driving anything. Okay, so let me write this down. All right, and what's the uh, third? All right, Florida man says says aliens have landed, burns down house, stock with flamethrowers and ammo. But that was me. I, <laughs> let me read it again. Florida man says aliens have landed. Burns down house stocked with flamethrowers and ammo. <laughs> Hours before his rental went up in flames, investigators say Patrick O'Brien, yeah, that's his name, Patrick O'Brien, led lead guitarist for the death metal band Cannibal Corpse, called relatives warning about the rapture and that aliens have landed. The next day after the fire subsided, fire marshals found a large cache of weapons, weapon, okay. lock safes, and potential explosive devices <laughs> inside the home. Jesus. 53-year-old Brian rented. The stash included, this is a rental house. Oh, my God. It was a rental house. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, why you, yeah of course. You didn't uh, burn down your own house. <laughs> the, stat, the stash included about 50 shotguns, including one with a barrel illegally sawed off to about an inch okay. past the stock, 10 semi-automatic rifles, including a couple of AK-47 variants, Two Uzi-style rifles, twenty handguns, and tw- and twenty handguns. According you to sure it was a house or like a ammo. I uh, know station. it sounds like it sounds, it sounds like my green bunker. Uh, what the fuck? Wow. <laughs> All right, so all right, got, those three stories. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm first. Not, you want to go okay. first? Or you want me to go first? All right, all right, all right. All right. Let's, go let's go with the, let's go with the bonnet wearing uh, bonnet so wearing the, thief. The dude stealing baby formula. Now yeah. to me, it sounds crazy, but you know life is hard out here. You know sometimes you know babies gotta eat. And if you exactly, we were just talking about fatherhood. You do what you got to do. Now he probably he's probably a little embarrassed, so he dressed up as a woman, just you know, the boy with the cameras. So man, let, let me describe this guy. It's a blue bonnet. It's a blue baby blue bonnet, right? Okay. He he looks like like you think about a crackhead. You know how when a, when a crackhead is really on the stuff. Okay. And they sunken in and all that good stuff. Oh yeah. You know? yeah. Oh okay. No, nope. so he, so he might from be, he might be the one eating baby hair. formula. 
Okay, so probably like, he probably needs it. I'm saying he probably needs right. baby formula. I'm gonna Just say like, I'm gonna say like probably like South Florida. That sounds like some stuff they do in Miami or something. You know what I mean? Oh, like Baca. bath salt type <laughs> of situation. All right, I'm gonna say South, and then the second one. Uh, 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 oh, you, you got go one, one for one. Yeah, okay, go okay, one, one for one. Think. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely that happened in Opalaca. I'm going with South Florida. See, going go. South Florida, South Florida. All right, it is Cape Coral, which of course is in South Florida. Is it South Florida? Okay, good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you could have said. <laughs> Good thing you told me because I was like, it is all right. Okay, I'm gonna go second for the next one so it don't seem like I'm taking your answers. Well, now you can't wait a minute. So, what if it's right? (laughs) (laughs) What if it's right? He says, Okay, damn. All right, right, fair enough. All right, blood alcohol is right. I kind of want to go second too. You take your second, man. I know which one I'm gonna pick. Okay. Come on, come on. Go ahead, Norm. Go ahead, Norm. He's 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 all three. We do count 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 three. All right. One, I only got two ears, man. Two. <laughs> All right. I'm going to hold it up. Three. Central. All right. One. North. Oh, wait. Oh, wait, no, North go ahead. One. North, North is one. I thought North, North is North is one. Okay. Nope. I need. I thought it was Central. I thought. It was I, no, I think it's Central, too. Oh, yeah. So Central okay. both, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Central wait. both. Uh, <laughs> is yeah. this your final answer? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm gonna go up. I'm gonna go up now. I'm gonna go up. North? Right, see, going the, north. Going see he knows. He knows the crazies are all over Florida. I mean, this I'm, saying, going, it's, I'm it's, going central. He's going north. All right. It is in Polk County, Florida. This is what I'm talking so about. It is central. It is central. And you know why? <laughs> Norman, if you'd listen to my reason in why, City. you would have got it because for some reason, you said the dude was on the tractor. He was on, uh, what was he on? Yeah, Lawnmower. Riding Lawnmower. For some reason, I was thinking of, you ever see that show, Cocaine Cowboys? It was on Netflix. And everything, like with the Colombian traffickers, they always come in like, they always come in like St. Pete, Polk County area. And I'm thinking like, damn, it must not be nothing over there besides farmland and stuff. And then once you say he's on a tractor, my mind automatically assumes farm. Farm automatically assumes somewhere over there. What farm have you Florida. seen out? About to say, what farm have you seen I haven't here? Man, Netflix. That's, that's my uh, Rosetta Stone. All right, two for two, Norm. That's okay. You got one more. You got one more to uh, get a positive okay. uh, outcome here. Okay. So story three is so what the aliens have landed. Oof, that one might be tough. Huh? Aliens have landed. I'm gonna say South because. Oh man, why am I saying? I'm saying South because I feel like the further South you go, the crazier the story gets. Right, so this dude. I feel like we've had some bad burn down a house because you could burn down a house in South Florida and then just swim to Cuba, you know what I mean? Like, it's an easy getaway that <laughs> you, know, you, you could do the craziest stuff there because once you just out at sea, you, you're Cuba. a free man, yeah, you're a free man. So, I'm going south. I mean, you gotta go two miles out, but yeah, man, that's all right. Saying. I see what you're saying. Just don't get by a shirt. I'm <laughs> gonna, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna keep my, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go north. You're going north you again, go north. okay. North. All right, all right. So on this one, you both are wrong. It's what? in Tampa. It's in oh, Tampa. it's here? Yep, oh, it's here. Okay. <laughs> I my original answer, man. I went 3 one, two. Man, 3 two, one, Hey, that's okay. We don't get no prizes anyway, even if we would. He still owe me about 60 gift cards from all the winnings that I've won in the past two, years, two years. The only one time he's ever won is when he cheated and looked it up, on, looked it up himself. Notice yeah, he I never won any when we in the studio. Try. Only so, when only on Zoom when he can look it up and say, "Oh, oh, this is what." Nah, I got my I got better character. Studio, than that. I'm not gonna cheat. Um, studio. But anyway, but yeah. Norm. Yeah, we know so, you gotta get out of here. No, but before you go, give us all the handles. Where can we find you? 
Give us the links. You said no Instagram though, right? Just on Facebook. No Instagram. Oh, you know what? I do have an Instagram. I do have. That's how. That sounds terrible. But I do have an Instagram. Um, uh, my Instagram is. How about we start with Facebook? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let me see. My Facebook is uh, Norman Young. Uh, it might, but go. My dad's on deck. One probably the best. So just look up dad's on deck. Okay. Can't miss it. There's it's an orange logo. And then I got my Instagram now. It is Norm, <laughs> the, uh, number four. That's how I know you're a dad. Every, yeah. uh, you started to forget about social media. Hell yeah. <laughs> man, yeah, you know it's bro. I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. Talk chick, I don't know what it is. No, yeah, but yeah. So I got <laughs> Norm, four, ever young. And then you can find me on Facebook on Norman Young, okay. uh, or Norman R. Young, or my dad's on deck page. So, And then we also have the podcast downloaded. It's on Spotify, YouTube and apple uh podcast it is the dad movement perfect perfect norm right. thank you so much for coming out oh, man, man. make sure you guys time, take a listen definitely. it is a great podcast it was an entertaining podcast no nah, man definitely some it was, it was some stuff legit stuff man uh, like i'm not even a father you have to give it a listen and i'm gonna have to listen to it late i'm gonna have to save this have a kid and then replay it just to know what to do in the future <laughs> no man i can only hope to catch up to y'all platform man to have so many videos and so much good quality you got really good chemistry. I learned a lot today. So if you see, I switch up my entire podcast. <laughs> you know where it came from. No, but yeah, <laughs> we're on fifth episode. We, we're just trying it out, man. I'm enjoying it so far. Mm-hmm. Still learning. I love listening to podcasts. Um, so yeah, man, I'm trusting God it goes well. Thank you, Norm. All right. we, we it is dad's. It. It's, it's dad's on deck, and he is also part of the father program program coordinator father program. And yes, what part sir. of Michigan again? What part of I Michigan am in was it? Again? Grand Rapids, Michigan. Grand right. You guys heard it. Grand Rapids, Michigan. So you want to learn how about being, being a better father? The water is Go clean. Go see this guy. Go Check see this guy. Norm Young, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Dad's on deck. I am Sean Kina Torres. And it's your boy, Sorok the Mike, as usual. <laughs> I, he hates that. Like, so I go I like by, it. listen, I go by like this four it. different names. All right. It's Rock the Mike, Sirox, Rock the Mike as usual. <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out. I'm still honing in on a name it's, I can just roll off the tongue. In between like, names uh, right now. I got in between it's, names. It, it's, it, it's a part of it now. It's a part of it now. <laughs> but this is the weekly review with Sean and Sirox. I am Sean and Keenan Torres. That is Sirox. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you guys. Thank you guys for listening. Take care. <laughs>